Sometimes when it comes to your values or your, your personal philosophy or mission, one way to identify what you're about is to tap into what drives you crazy or what things you just cannot stand. And in today's conversation with Judy Umless, we are brought to a moment when she was still in the business world and pregnant at the time. And her male colleagues were just doing things that were driving her crazy until she had had enough. And she ended up writing an article that had incredible ripple effect. And it was called How Not to Talk to a Pregnant Businesswoman. So you'll want to continue listening to hear that conversation. I think there's insights for women in leadership, women who might be pregnant, and also uh, male colleagues and how to interact with um, women, especially when they're pregnant. And then more importantly, Judy is an expert when it comes to grateful leadership. And she has a tool and a framework called the five C's that I'm really uh, excited to introduce you to. Hey, it's Daniel and welcome to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, a show for ruckus makers, those out-of-the-box leaders making change happen in education. And we'll be right back after these messages from our show sponsors. Learn how to successfully navigate change, shape your school's success, and lead your teams with Harvard's Certificate in School Management and Leadership. Get world-class Harvard faculty research specifically adapted for pre-K through 12 schools. Experience self-paced online PD that fits your schedule. Apply today at hgse.me forward slash leader. That's hgse.me forward slash leader. Better Leaders, Better Schools is brought to you by school leaders like Principal Gutierrez using TeachFX. Special populations benefit the most from verbally engaging in class, but get far fewer opportunities to do so than their peers, especially in virtual classes. TeachFX measures verbal engagement automatically in virtual or in-person classes to help schools and teachers address these issues of equity during COVID. Learn more and get a special offer from Better Leaders, Better Schools listeners at teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. That's teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. All students have an opportunity to succeed with Organized Binder, who equips educators with a resource to provide stable and consistent learning, whether that's in a distance, hybrid, or traditional educational setting. Learn more at organizedbinder.com. Hello, Ruckus Makers. Today, I'm joined by Judith W. Umless, the Senior Vice President, Author, and Trainer at International Institute for Learning Incorporated, IIL, a global corporate training company. She wrote the groundbreaking books, including uh, The Power of Acknowledgement, Grateful Leadership, Using the Power of Acknowledgement to Engage All Your People and Achieve Superior Results, and your totally awesome, The Power of Acknowledgement for Kids. In 2016, she founded the Center for Grateful Leadership, whose members from around the world are committed to practicing and implementing the Grateful Leadership Initiative in their organizations. And welcome to the show, Judith. Thank you so much, Danny. And I'm really delighted to be here for a lot of reasons, which will, I'm sure, emerge as we speak. 
Absolutely. Well, uh, Judy, there's there's a great story, um, so much to unpack, and has to do about the power of the written word, uh, CBS TV, you know, and there you are, you're, you're pregnant, and you stayed at work. And you you just lost it one day. You had an experience, and and I'd love for you to to tell us that story. Yes, that was my first real exposure, as you say, to the power of the written word. Because I got so upset the way people started to treat me. I mean, I'd been a manager there for ten years, and I was treated with respect and appreciation and all that for years and years until I announced that I was pregnant, and then suddenly. People couldn't do enough for me, but of the wrong things. Why don't you sit down? Uh, you know, can I get you anything? It was really weird. And it got weirder and weirder as time went on until people were like patting my belly in elevators, male colleagues. And everybody asked me when I was leaving. Nobody asked me, when are you coming back? Which was my plan. And uh, it was just demoralizing. And one day I had had it. My uh, our, our head of uh, a department, I won't mention in case one could still track it back to her <laughs> all these years ago. But she said, what did you do, swallow a basketball? And that was the one that did it. And I just left for, on my lunch hour. I went up to this place on the top of the CBS roof we could get to at that point, And I just started writing. And I was writing and writing and writing. And this image in my mind kind of crystallized. I'm writing an article and it's called How Not to Talk to a Pregnant Businesswoman. And I said, I have to change this. This is wrong. This is just not the way things should be done. And at that time, not that many women stayed for until their due date. And I really ended up doing that. But um, what happened was they would announce it and many would leave early and some would come back, many wouldn't. So Things were different then. This was in the 1980s. But uh, I wrote that article and I started submitting it to publisher, magazine publisher after magazine publisher and mag after magazine publisher. And I'll tell you a little trick somebody gave me because they were re everybody rejected it. Everybody. And somebody said, you need an agent. I said, how am I going to get an agent? She said, oh, my nephew just graduated from college. He'd love to be an agent when he grows up. So. He became my agent. He sent it to the same magazine. Somebody bought it. Working Woman Magazine bought it. And um, it was their main story of the month. And in fact, they had a booking for me on Good Morning America to teach the world how not to talk to a pregnant businesswoman. And Danny, I have to say that for years afterward, people would come up to me. We didn't use the internet then, but uh, right. they would come up to me when they heard my name and they said, I, I made a Xerox copy of your article and I put it on all my colleagues' desks and it made a difference. Wow. So that's my first, I mean, I've always written, you know, I used to get, you know, compositions marked too wordy all the time by my English teacher. <laughs> and uh I love to write. I love to tell stories. And mm -hmm. that's how I got launched in the Make a Difference. I bet that was my first ruckus making article. Yeah, well, it certainly did cause a ruckus and uh, a very positive one. I appreciate you sharing that story. And just a highlight for the ruckus maker listening, the importance of stories because we connect, you know, and, and yes. uh, 
bond with people in that way. Um, you're speaking your, your truth. I think uh, providing sort of non-examples like avoid this at all costs type of stuff mm-hmm. is uh, really helpful. So this was, yeah, how not to talk to uh, a pregnant businesswoman. And, and it's so cool to see when you show up and you speak your truth and, and you put that out there, uh, the feedback you received is that this made a difference, you know, where yes. I work. Yes. Um, so that that's amazing. You know, thank you again for sharing that story. And, you know, I'm just curious for, uh, yeah, the listener, maybe if it's a principal who is pregnant or a colleague of a principal who's pregnant, just any sort of advice that you might like to give at, at this point. And then we'll move on to other topics like feedback and some other stuff. I'm not as much of an expert now that I have grandchildren, you know, (laughs) time time has passed, but uh, I do remember vividly, you know, if you're asking somebody when they're taking their leave, be sure to ask them when they're coming back. And if they say they're not going to, though, you know, that's fine. But make sure that they know they're part of the continuity and that you anticipate that they'll be back. Don't bend over backwards to you know, highlight their condition. You let them know once, if you need anything, let me know. If you need to take a rest, do it, you know, that kind of thing. But don't make such a big deal out of it. It's two worlds, one the known and one the unknown that are going to have to join. And, you know, pregnant businesswomen have a lot to deal with, a lot to manage. So be kind and courteous as you would with any of your colleagues. Right, right. Thank you for that advice. So I know one of your zones of genius is this topic of feedback and explain to the ruckus maker listening just why why does feedback matter so much? Well, feedback in any form is important, but a lot of people say, okay, I'm going to give them the negatives and the positives. And they usually start with the negatives and then they'll throw in a little, you know, a little bread on the sandwich. You know, the negativity is the meat, the substance. And I focus totally, let me tell you, I don't worry about constructive feedback because in a culture of appreciation that a leader establishes, people want to know how they can improve. They will come to you and say, how can I do my job better? What am I not doing as well as I could be doing? They feel visible. They feel known. They feel appreciated when you give them their feedback that's positive that you know who they are as human beings makes a world of this difference. Yeah. So maybe to uh, rephrase that or reflect that back to you, what I'm hearing is if you, if you establish a strong culture of appreciation, then sort of this feedback sandwich or even the anxiety that might come with having tough conversations, you don't have to worry about it. Cause I, I think what you're saying is if you, yeah, create this culture of appreciation, People will run to you to say, yeah, criti- like criticize or tell me how to improve, right? Uh, because I want to grow and I enjoy being a part of the culture. Am I, am I getting that right? You are. And you. it also involves a concept that's come into the marketplace in recent years, psychological safety. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Amy Edmondson of Harvard had yep. written several books on that. And um, I really believe that acknowledgement and appreciation and gratitude create that psychological safety. And I'll just give you one quick example. At IIL, our CEO, Laverne Johnson, 
always says to us, we celebrate our mistakes. Mm. We want you to make mistakes so we can learn. I mean, obviously we want to get it right eventually, but, you know, don't be afraid to share, you know, your daring do's, you know, even if they might not be exactly what we would, uh, you know, authorize or approve, certainly let us know about them. And if there's a mistake, if some, if we say, okay, go ahead, try it. And something fails, we will learn from it and we will go to the next level of um, excellence. How does that play out within the culture though? Because sometimes what, I, what I've experienced is a disconnect between sort of the uh, executive leadership saying the right thing. We're going to celebrate failure and learn from mistakes. And then when you make the mistake, they punish you for it, right? But here I'm, I'm, I'm here in a congruence. So how, how does that play out when, when people do make mistakes? Well, I know in, in certain organizations, for example, NASA, they have a publication called My Biggest Mistake. And people compete to get into that magazine that, you know, they want to take their failures, and make them public. And they're, they're given a pat on the head because people learn from other people's mistakes, too. And there are other organizations that have failure celebrations and they go out for champagne when there's like really a big mess up. How are we going to fix this up? You know? I mean, there are ways that a leader can make it real. It's not just verbiage. And, and that's how I feel also about acknowledgement. You have to make it real. You have to let people know that this is your organization's way. This is your culture. And I have all sorts of tools and tricks and courses and books and you know things that can facilitate that. But it really comes from the leader. Or it goes, I've seen it come in many companies from the grassroots. And they just shake the, you know, the timbers until the up there they uh, pay attention. So there, there are many ways to get that reality factor in there. Mm-hmm. 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 And you can't, oh, some people are just close to it. Right. And then you have to go over, under, and around them. Right, right. And I'll say too to the ruckus maker listening, you know, if you want to get some of those tips and tricks or have access to the courses, you know, we'll link up. Judy's uh, resources in the show notes. And so you can make sure to, to grab that stuff there. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. And in one, one way we can challenge the listener too, is uh, what would it look like within your school or your district to create, it could be a Twitter thread. It could be a part of your school newsletter um, or something internal in terms of communication, but like our greatest failures, you know, I was reflecting, actually, I didn't know I was going to talk about this, but I'm glad you brought it up. Um, I was reflecting on some content I've created over the years and I was just, uh, looking at, there's a, there's a website called medium, which, you know, you can post articles to and that kind of thing. Uh, and one of my top performing articles is my biggest failures in 2017, Right. <laughs> Great. And, and I just put them all out there and said what I learned. And I realized I, I haven't uh, written an article like that for a few years now. So I need to, this is a good reminder for me to do that. So that's great. Thank you, Judy. I appreciate You're it. You're welcome. Well, I'd love to transition to this idea of the five C's. And if you could unpack, you know, what those are and what, what they mean to you. Yeah. I created the tool, the five C's of acknowledgement when 
people took courses and classes and, and they said, how do we put this into practice? Because many people who come to my sessions are already naturally inclined this way, but they want to get better. They want to make a bigger difference, a bigger ruckus, as you would say. And, and really, I, I've had people who are so motivated. And so I created a poster, a downloadable poster of the five C's of acknowledgement. Um, the first C, and interrupt me anytime you feel like it, you know, because each one I could spend either a minute or an hour on. <laughs> so I'll go closer toward the former than the latter. But consciousness is really the first crucial step to accessing our ability to acknowledge other people. And consciousness is simply being aware of the acknowledgements that throat float through, not throat flu. <laughs> That's an interesting slip. Uh, float through one's brain. And we never bother to let the person know about it. You know, like, oh my gosh, that woman is amazing. I could never survive without having her on my team. But do you tell that person how vital and important she is to your team? Many people would not. So being conscious is, you know, you're not just watching these acknowledgments anymore or say, oh, that's nice. That's great. Oh, that's wonderful. Like you're looking at pretty colored tropical fish in a tank. Ooh, pretty one. No, you're going to do something about it. But that's the second C, choice. And choice is just, am I going to do it or am I going to? Put it off. Am I going to do it later? If you do it later, you'll never do it. I promise. Or I can give you like a 97.6 chance that you will not do it if you say I'm going to do it later. So there are people who can be a little uh, to the extreme with it. I was once giving a keynote presentation to a thousand people and somebody just came down from the top bleachers, came down, climbed up on stage and gave me a big hug. She said, this is amazing. I had to do that. And there were some groans and a lot of applause. So, you know, she, she knew if she didn't do it then, it wasn't going to get done. So that's choice. Simply choose it, do it, and I say do it in the moment. Courage. Courage is really what it takes for many, many people to deliver a heartfelt acknowledgement. I'm not talking about, you know, Good job, Danny. You did a really good job on that project. You know, you, you uh, created a, a better school out of being a better leader. You know, good job. No, it's, you know, Danny, you have changed the world with what you're doing in the school system. You make such a difference to so many people. I'm one of them. My district is one of them. And, I, you know, you, you do it from your heart. And that takes courage because sometimes when I'm, Talking to a person and I'm expressing my heartfelt emotion and, you know, really true acknowledgement of that person, I get a little teary eyed or they do. I've had people like burst into tears when I'm acknowledging them. you're, You're nodding as if that you've seen that happen or felt that happen. Is that true? Yeah, I experienced that as well. You know, I want to be a leader that, uh, leads with heart, right? In in um yes to have the courage to offer that specific feedback to let people know how important, how meaningful their contributions are, it resonates, you know? And yeah, yes. so I, I have experienced that. And and people are terrified of that. Some, not all. Some, you know, are thrilled that their 
getting an emotional reaction, either from the person or from themselves. Sometimes they're really surprised. But you have to find the courage somehow. And, uh, you know, it, it involves allowing oneself, even if you're a senior leader, the principal, the superintendent, you have to allow yourself to be vulnerable because that's what it takes. It takes vulnerability to deliver this on, on the level I'm talking about. And uh, I'm sure you know the work of Brene Brown and, and, you know, the power of vulnerability. She's written book after book after book about that. Vulnerability is a strength. It's what connects us to love and creativity and uh, appreciation of all the people in our lives. So, you know, that's courage is a challenge. But when you step up and, and somebody once asked me a funny question, and the question wasn't funny, but my answer was, a little dumb. And yet it was true. She said, well, what's the right way to deliver an acknowledgement? I'm like, what are some of the words I should use? And I said, okay, write this down, get a pen, write it, you know, type it out. And she's okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. I said, here's what you say. You say, um, I I don't know how to say this. I feel so awkward. I I feel so embarrassed to tell you this, but I, I don't know how to do it. And I just, I have to tell you that you are an incredible influence on me. You've been a phenomenal boss. You know, what I'm saying is it's okay to be embarrassed. It's okay to stutter. It's okay to stammer. It doesn't matter how you deliver it. And you can own your delivery being really poor, you know, but who, they don't care about that. They don't care if you sound polished. They, the recipient will appreciate that you are being real. You're real. Because Real is the basis for this. You can never acknowledge people to get them to do something. That is manipulation. But when it's real and when you're stuttering or when you're giggling or what, you know, crying, whatever you're doing, I've done them all, then they get it. And that is true acknowledgement when it can be received. We do that in the podcast, too. Sometimes I have guests ask, you know, will you edit out the ums and the likes and this or that or a verbal tick? And I say, no. (laughs) (laughs) Bravo. Bravo. It's real. It's real. real. And I'm just not going to invest my time or resources into taking that out because then you send like a robot or overly polished. And that's that's just not like you said, real or authentic. So. And people, you know, my mentor tells me time and time again, people crave authenticity. Yes. And so this is this is why we leave that type of stuff in. So, Judy, the first three C's I heard consciousness, choice and courage, which I've loved so far. I think uh, we'll take a quick break here for a message from our sponsors. But when we come back, let's hear about the last two C's and a few other things before we wrap stuff up. Absolutely. How to successfully navigate change, shape your school's success, and empower your teams with Harvard's Certificate in School Management and Leadership Program. Get online professional development that fits your schedule. We're now enrolling for February and June 2021. Courses include Leading Change, Leading Schools, and Leading People. Apply today at hgse.me forward slash leader. That's H-G-S-E dot me forward slash leader. Are you automatically tracking online student participation data during COVID? 
Innovative school leaders across the country have started tracking online student participation using TeachFX because it's one of the most powerful ways to improve student outcomes during COVID, especially for English learners and students of color. Learn more about TeachFX and get a special offer at teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. That's teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. Today's show is brought to you by Organized Binder. Organized Binder develops the skills and habits all students need for success. During these uncertain times of distance learning and hybrid education settings, Organized Binder equips educators with a resource to provide stable and consistent learning routines so that all students have an opportunity to succeed, whether at home or in the classroom. Learn more at OrganizedBinder.com. All right, and we're back with Judy Umlis, and she's Senior Vice President, Author, and Trainer at International Institute for Learning. Uh, We've mentioned a number of the books that she's written, and she's also founded the Center for Grateful Leadership. So we were talking about the the five C's and we ended up unpacking consciousness, choice, and courage. Judy, what is next? Consciousness, choice, and courage. If I may be so bold as to correct. What did I say? I thought you said unconsciousness. I hope not. But if I did, I'm glad you corrected me. Don't edit it out. (laughs) Let's not. Let's be real. Let's be real. (laughs) It goes both ways, right? That's right. That's right. Anyway, and uh, I'll have to check my listening when I hear the podcast. It's okay. I got it. <laughs> All right. So the fourth C is really one of the most straightforward. It's communication. How are you going to communicate your heartfelt and authentic? Remember, those two are the main characteristics of a heartfelt, of a, of a real acknowledgement. Heartfelt and authentic to a recipient How are you going to do it? Are you going to do it face-to-face? That's a lovely way. It still is possible in some circumstances. Is it going to be on Zoom? I've done that. Is it going to be an email, a text, you know, an Instagram, whatever means you choose. It could be Skype. It could be skywriting. It doesn't matter. Whatever you choose will work for your recipient. Now, along the way, you may want to think about whether it should be private, one-on-one, Public? Do you write to the person's boss and copy the uh, the person you're acknowledging, or do you do it the other way? You write to the person and then copy the boss. You know or need to know how your uh, the person you're acknowledging is going to feel about. I mean, I've made a couple of mistakes along the way. I acknowledged somebody publicly once that literally almost crawled under a desk when I did it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it started to slither down and I apologized afterwards. She said, next time, one-on-one, please. You know, and and I've had, somebody wrote a great blog post for me about a public acknowledgement and how it can go awry. So you just need to know. Yeah, I have a story with that. You know, when I was a principal in Texas, uh, I was very much wanting to show appreciation for uh, educators who are living out our values. And there were awards and all sorts of celebrations around that. And then a a veteran teacher on the staff said, hey, people don't like that, right? And so I took it away. And then Mm. a lot of the staff said, what are you doing? We love that. And what I learned was that the veteran teacher and maybe a few of her peers, but definitely her, 
she didn't want to be publicly recognized that way. It made her uncomfortable. And so to your point, you you have to know people are designed differently. But the other learning lesson was uh, when somebody is speaking on behalf of the staff, rarely is that true. Do your homework and and find that out. The other, the other, I want to share two other ideas too, for the ruckus makers listening. I like to use a tool called Loom, which can be free. I do use a paid uh, version of it, but it's just recording a quick video. And like today, part of my big three things that I want to achieve is going over people's dream lists that I coach. And I'm just doing a one to 90 second video talking about, hey, how are things going? Like, I'll just say like Jessica wants to run a, a... a nine and a half minute mile for five to 10 minutes or five to 10 miles. So I said, how's that going? Like, is there anything I can do to encourage or support? And so it was specific. And she knows that I'm, I'm uh, paying attention to her dreams. Yeah. And then the other thing that I wanted to add is, uh, so for my banker, my business banker, I know that she's going to have like surveys that come out from corporate, like how's she doing? Are you happy with service? Well, that's how everybody provides feedback. And they're only looking at the numbers, right? Like in terms of where that survey result goes. So what I did was make a two minute video, just talking about how much I loved Karen and her attentiveness and whatever. And I put it on LinkedIn and tagged people and it's blowing up within their, (gasps) their bank, right? Because nobody does that. Right. So she's feeling all the goodness there. People are acknowledging her and what she does. And it's going to be a side benefit, but I think I'll get better service too at the end of the day. <laughs> but the reason I did it is I wanted to go above and beyond and really just say, Beautiful. I could do a survey, but instead I'm going to tell you why I love working with Karen. And it, it really, it really landed well. Oh, that's beautiful. What a great example. Yeah. I have to get you to tell that story when I do a podcast with you called The Art of Grateful Leadership. That is a fabulous story. Hopefully I won't forget, but yeah. I'll remind you. (laughs) Cool. So after communication, uh, Judy, what's the fifth C? The the fifth C, although some people would argue with me. I've had people say that you need a sixth one. I'll tell you about that afterward. The The fifth C is for commitment. And that is once you've gotten a taste of how much of a difference this little action you can take any day, any time, no cost. It's just a matter of how you choose to do it, when you choose to. I, I acknowledge people in the middle of the night sometimes if I can't sleep, you know, and then they yeah, get yeah. it when they wake up the next morning, unless they're in Europe and then they get it right when I send it. But, <laughs> uh, but how are you going to implement this? And I'll tell you, a lot of people have taken the poster of, the five C's of acknowledgement. I know somebody who shrunk it down uh, and put it on her laptop keyboard. So it's right there every wow. day. And uh, some, you know, somebody put it as a, you know, a little sticky on their screen. <laughs> I went to do a, a presentation at a, um, a pharmaceutical company and right next door to the company was a Starbucks. And the Starbucks had a five-foot poster of the five C's there because Whoa. before I came, the people had already started to implement it and practice it. Beautiful. And oh, they they let me take it home. I shouldn't have. I should. I said no, no. I'd rather it stay up there. And they said no, you should have it. So I have it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but anyway, there are many things to do to commit to it. But it always involves 
getting senior leaders, management involved in this and saying, this is something we must implement. This is something we want to, you know, just make our corporate culture be a culture of appreciation. So people feel visible, noticed, appreciated, approved. They know that they exist. They know that they can make a difference. And I practically every public speaking engagement I have, somebody comes up to me and says something like, I quit my job because I didn't get any of that. Now I'm in a job where that is the corporate culture. You, you have to know how to look for it when you're looking for a job. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And using it as a filter too, to find that ideal spot for you. Yes. And of course, I would just say joining the Center for Grateful Leadership will keep things going and, you know, practicing any, with any of these tools as well. And what have people suggested? I heard you say maybe a 6C. So what is that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, quite a few people have said contagious hmm, yeah. uh, or contagion, contagiousness. But in this day and age, I'd rather not use that word. Thank you. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. But, but it's a thought because once one person is doing it and people see, you know, how wonderfully it can make a difference with other people, they will want to do it as well. They would say, you know, I really noticed that you let people know all the time how great they are. Does that make you feel uncomfortable? Does that make you feel scared? Are they going to ask you for a raise? You know, people have all kinds of obstacles to acknowledging others and reasons, good reasons for not acknowledging them. Right, right. Great. Well, Judy, I've really enjoyed this uh, conversation. I'd like to ask you the the same two questions that I tend to ask other guests. And, um, you know, the, this might be new to you. So just, you know, from off the cuff, whatever you would answer would be great. So if you could put a message on all school marquees around the world for just a day, what would the message read? Something like make sure to acknowledge someone or many someones today, because it needs to be done consistently. And what I love an opportunity like this one to reach a whole new audience that my, I have, I'm mainly in the corporate sector, right, not right. the academic sector. So I love this. And every one of your listeners has an opportunity to inspire a hundred other listeners in different ways or a thousand, you know, depending on what they do with it. So it's letting people know how important it is. And I just want to add one quick thing. I think acknowledgement is the antidote to bullying. I really believe that. And we could do another podcast in the future. But it, it is because, you know, when I think bullies are very vulnerable and weak feeling people, they need to, you know, make themselves stronger. Well, let them feel strengthened. And that's what my book the power of acknowledgement for kids focuses on, you know, how to make a difference in that way too. Judy, if you were building a school from the ground up, you're not limited by any resources, your only limitations, your imagination, how would you build this dream school and what would be your top three priorities? Well, one would certainly be what they call the social emotional skills, a great focus on that. And I know that they have that in, in uh, many schools now but I would want them to know that that is as important 
as reading, writing, and arithmetic, and whatever else you want to add to that. There is nothing more important, I think, than having a curriculum and having all, I would have all teachers trained in this work. Like they would have to go through the full day grateful leadership course, you know, where we really go deeply into all of these things I've just touched upon today. I'd have them practicing. So I'd have funds for teacher training, administration training, and student training where, you know, they practice with each other and the teachers can teach them how to do it. So that's just one aspect. And then, of course, a lot of nature. I love nature and outdoor, no matter what season it is, but enabling students to be outdoors whenever possible. Forest bathing, as they say. So those are a couple of my priorities. Beautiful. Well, Judy, thank you so much for being a part of the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast. Of all the things we talked about today, what's the one thing you want a ruckus maker to remember? Do it now. Go find somebody right this minute, wherever you are, wherever you're listening, drop what you're doing. Put this interview on pause right now. Okay. You got it. You got me. Okay. And go either get up out of your seat and go to somebody or send an email or uh, text somebody. It could be your your wife or your child or your, uh, you know, superintendent, it doesn't matter. And don't be afraid to acknowledge upward either. A lot of people are afraid of that. So just do it right now. And I want to know who took my advice and did it. Sounds okay? good. And uh, <laughs> you'll be able to connect with Judy, uh, her email and, and uh, other important links will be in the show notes. So let her know who you acknowledged and yes. maybe what you appreciate about this episode and this conversation. Yes, and I may feature some of them if people want me to, if I have their permission on my podcasts and blogs and on the Center for Grateful Leadership. Wonderful. Thanks again for being my guest. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, Ruckus Maker. If you have a question or would like to connect, my email, daniel at betterleadersbetterschools.com or hit me up on Twitter at Alien Earbud. If the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is helping you grow as a school leader, then please help us serve more ruckus makers like you. You can subscribe, leave an honest rating and review, or share on social media with your biggest takeaway from the episode. Extra credit for tagging me on Twitter at Alien Earbud and using the hashtag BLBS. Level up your leadership at betterleadersbetterschools.com and talk to you next time. Until then, class dismissed.